Aren't you going back to bed? No, I'll just sit up for a bit. I'm feeling a bit blue. Anything you'd like to talk about? No, no, you need your sleep. It's nothing important. Just this feeling that my life's a gaping sinkhole and I'm just marking time while the flower of my youth rots on the vine. What do you do if you have a lot of thoughts just bouncing around in your head like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel down in the dumps. I'm depressed. I, I, I don't know how to get myself going. There's just no motor there. What do you do with those thoughts most people just let them simmer and it brings them down even further they get more and more depressed well with me today i have the absolute pleasure of introducing dr judy beck who is the director of the beck institute for cognitive therapy and research and she's the president of the academy of cognitive therapy where there are wonderful resources that any of us can go to and and download and we'll get that uh, in a moment she's also the clinical associate professor of psychology and psychiatry at the university of pennsylvania and she's written books and done many many world workshops nationwide and um, internationally and her new book is Cognitive Therapy, Basics and Beyond, with a foreword in it from the father of cognitive therapy, who is her real-life father, Dr. Aaron Beck. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Alex. Dr. Beck, if I'm feeling depressed like that, and these thoughts are just rolling around in my head about how I just don't know what I'm doing, I just feel so bummed out, I, I can't get myself going, Where would, what, help me with that. What would you do with all of these negative thoughts that I'm just rolling in? The first thing that I would do is to find out a specific situation in which you were having these kinds of thoughts and feeling distressed. At work and in my marriage. Right. And I might give you the choice then. Which would you like to talk about first? Um, at, at work. Okay. And uh, did uh, these kinds of thoughts come up this week at work? Uh, they came up a lot. Okay. Can you remember one particular time when you were feeling really depressed at work? Well, I just felt very inadequate. I, I see my, uh, my coworkers just, they're cheerful. They answer the phone with a smile on their face, and I just say hello. And I just, I just don't feel like I'm doing my job well. And so I, I feel inadequate. I feel very depressed. Right. Now, it's very important to realize that a part of depression is negative thinking. Everyone in the world who is depressed has negative, depressed thoughts. The good news is that oftentimes these thoughts are not true or certainly not completely true. So what I'd like to do now is to teach you how you can evaluate an automatic thought like this and find out, is it true, is it not true, someplace in between, and then do some problem solving about it. Would that be all right? Yes, that'd be fine. Okay. So let's look at this thought, I'm inadequate. Tell me, the first question that I would ask you is, what's the evidence that you're inadequate? Um, well, sometimes I arrive late to work. I've, it's only like five or ten minutes late, but it's still late. Uh-huh. And the the person I work with is there right on time. Uh, sometimes I, I just get frazzled. I, I, I work at a, at a restaurant, and 
if I'm a little bit late, it throws everybody off. It throws their schedules off. And then sometimes when I try to help, I'm the receptionist. I answer the phone there. But I also sometimes pitch in and help the waiters and waitresses. And I just feel like I don't know. uh, Sometimes I've delivered the wrong order to somebody. So there's, you know, there is evidence that, that I just feel inadequate at what I'm doing. So, so far, it sounds like here's the evidence. Uh, sometimes, it sounds like not every day, but sometimes you arrive late, uh, which many of us do. Sometimes you get frazzled, which almost everybody I know does, and sometimes you make mistakes. Again, a pretty human condition. Can I ask you this, Ellen? Is there any evidence on the other side that maybe you're not inadequate or certainly not completely inadequate? Well, they were very excited to hire me. They just think that I present myself well, that uh, that I'm very welcoming to people, even though I can stumble on the phone occasionally. Yeah. And I think the waiters and waitresses are happy that I pitch in, even if I occasionally blunder. I see. So there are some things at work that you do well. You present well. And you're welcoming, which is probably, am I right, the most important part of your job? Right, and I'm very good with children. Oh, and do you get a lot of kids at the restaurant? Uh, you know, it's not in the e- not later evenings, but uh-huh. during the, it early evenings and on weekends, yes, we do. Well, how important that is. And I have to tell you, not everybody is good with kids, especially no. in a restaurant. Oh, I just get down on the floor with them sometimes and play, and I have a lot of fun. And it sounds to me as if, um, from what you're saying, even if you make mistakes, the waiters and waitresses are actually glad for your help, which I imagine they wouldn't be if you were doing a totally inadequate job. No, I, you know what happened the other day? Someone got really angry with me because I delivered the wrong meal, and not only did the customer get angry, got it, he got angry, but uh, the waiter got really angry at I me, see. too. So I wonder, is it possible that that you're preoccupied with that incident and you're not recognizing all of the other things you did well that week, that day. Oh, that's that absolutely week. going on. But how can you not? I mean, if somebody yelled at you, isn't that the only thing that comes to the forefront of your mind? Well, it's very normal for it to come to the forefront. But another thing that you can do to your, for yourself is to say, okay, so that's true, but let me look at the entire picture. What else did I do today? What else did I do this week at work? Do you see how it's not really realistic just to look at one situation. It's so important to look at the whole picture. So you're saying that if I if I let my mind focus on the things that I just take for granted, they kind of go into the background for me, all the good things? Right. That that, that, that would help me? I think it really would help if you recognized all of the good things that you're doing. How would I do that, though? Well, one thing is um, to be conscious as you go through the day of the things that you're doing okay. And my guess is that there are dozens and dozens and dozens of those things. So let's say a customer comes in and you greet them nicely. It's very important for you to say to yourself, okay, I did that well. Let's say you help a waiter out and you don't make a mistake. It's important for you to say, okay, I did that well. And go through your work day recognizing all of the things you're doing, not just the mistakes. Okay, and I think that would help me. I'm with Dr. Judy Beck right now, and and Dr. Beck, we've been illustrating. How would you phrase it, what we're doing? We've we've been um, evaluating an automatic thought that you've had, a negative, depressed thought that's making you feel really bad. And when we evaluated and looked to see how accurate it is, we've actually found out that it's not accurate. Right. 
it was way off base. I, I played the role of a waitress. And basically, you helped me see that if I collect evidence that even though my mind is riveted to the negative incident that week, if I collect the full, all of the evidence, I'll see that I'm very competent and I'm very good at what I do and I'm well-liked. And I do, you don't want to take that one negative in your day and make it, let it pull you down into a depression. That's exactly right. Yes, yeah, so I want to thank you so much for joining us today. This is Dr. Judy Beck, and uh, can you give some information on how people can get in touch with uh, the, the Center for Cognitive Therapy? The uh, best way is probably to check out our website, which is www.beckinstitute.org. Okay. And if they wanted any resources, what would you recommend that they go to? Another good website is www.academyofcognitive.org. Okay, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And it's been great being with you today on the Rational Basis of Happiness, and I look forward to joining you again next week right here on the same station. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it, so make it a good one. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner. A romance killer is the joy killer of living in fear or with chronic anxiety. Say you were profoundly hurt by a failed love relationship and you promised yourself, I'll never let anyone get that close to me again. The pain is too great. You may falsely have concluded that suffering is the essence of life and that all attempts to achieve values and your own happiness are doomed. By withdrawing from life and living in fear of being rejected, you lower the risk of future failure or hurt, yes, but you pay a terrible price. To live without taking reasonable psychological risks like pursuing personal goals and values without learning how to cope well with setbacks puts you in an emotional vacuum. Living means pursuing values. Pursuing values is the essence of life. Take steps, even if only small ones at first, to go after what you want. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.